to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT, I'm dynamite. TNT, and I will not fight. TNT, I'm a power load. TNT, watch me explode. <laughs> Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Super excited to be here with you all, and I'm very excited to have back with me in studio, sharing this time with me is none other than. What's up, Doc? <laughs> That's DJ Carrot Stick surprising me with a new little round of audio there. I was expecting the usual. Anyway, glad to have you back, my friend. Hey, before we get into the hot topics of the day, DJ Carrot Sticks. <laughs> Later hey, than never, right? That's right. But what I want to know is where did you get the bump stocks? Or the or the silencers or the or the suppressors that you're using in that in that audio. Uh, that's uh, gun control is a topic for another day. Um, before we get into the hot topics of the day, though, we have over 30 fires raging in California, 15 or 16 or major, but about over 30 across the state. So this is a time to ask everyone to lift up prayer for those who we've already had 11 deaths, 60,000 acres burned. I don't know how many structures. So thank you to those um, praying. Um, for Californians. Got to get into the hot topics, though. You know what I think? This Weinstein story is far huger, certainly, than anybody on the left would want to have you believe. I say that this is when we can officially... Sean Hannity declared a few years ago that journalism was dead. I say we can, can officially declare Hollywood dead today as a force for culture and as a force for politics in America today. And I don't think that's an overstatement. Uh, I think that the question is, you know, did Harvey Weinstein, I was pondering this, was this like a murder-suicide pact where he took down Hollywood or was it already crumbling under the weight of its own hypocrisy? Um, You know, Hollywood has been the it girl, to use Hollywood lingo, for many years in terms of being... Uh, the 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 force to create narratives into you know you control I've said it many times you control the message and you control minds and Hollywood and all of its creative forces within it were a key player they were the it girl for decades to not just um, you know push certain pieces of propaganda they have literally affected legislation in this country there are many people who think that linda bloodworth thomason and her husband harry of designing woman fame were the reasons why bill and hillary clinton got bill and hillary got elected in 92 uh they you know they can they have always used every weapon in their arsenal they've got an amazing um stable of talent they've got amazing production facilities a lot of creative genius and it's all meant to use that hollywood magic to create a false fantasy for political gain and that's got a long history that might have crumbled had it not been actually for many years ago when uh, marilyn monroe vince fostered herself in a hotel room many years ago you know, since then, like the Democrats, the Hollywood has masterfully crafted narratives about themselves as heroes for the downtrodden and minorities while being the very boogeyman figure that they drew about the GOP. And it has worked up until now, in part because, uh, you know, with Trump, we have had before Trump, we've had a GOP that really did nothing to push back against the narrative. How many celebrities were on the stage in 2012 bashing Mitt Romney for his binders full of women and the Republican Party did nothing to push back against 
against that narrative. They've done nothing to really push back against the narrative of Hollywood. We've got a few brave conservatives uh, that are trying to do, you know, conservative projects, but nobody's pushed back against the false narratives. And I got to wonder if this many people knew about Weinstein within the liberal community, how many conservatives and political officials knew what Weinstein was up to as well. And those narratives stuck until recently. They glorify gun violence and then they cry for gun control, literally cry for gun control like Jimmy Kimmel. They accuse Christians of being intolerant haters towards gays and others while they defend a religion that literally punishes gay people for being gay and punishes them by death, if not tossing them off of a building. They decry evil, greedy corporations and income inequality while Julia Roberts makes $20 million a year and her makeup artist makes $20 an hour when really that makeup artist has a far harder job than Julia Roberts trying to make her look good on camera. Uh, They accuse the GOP, and here's the big one. They have accused successfully the GOP of waging a war against women while they have literally sacrificed young actresses to sexual predators and rapists. And that was that was just Roman Polanski alone. And Harvey Weinstein was not the uh, who happens to be their God, literally, as Meryl Streep called him. He may be the new God of Sodom and Gomorrah or has been the new God of Sodom and Gomorrah for the past 20 years, but there were, but there have been many more like him. And they literally, they literally tossed young women and sacrificed young women uh, to these men. The box office receipts were at record numbers and record lows. And I think the narratives were already failing, but, um, and maybe Hollywood should thank Harvey Weinstein today because you know what, they've been, they've been so officially outed. Hollywood is the force for political, for political propaganda and all of their false narratives have crumbled and they don't have to pretend anymore, which is something that they used to be good at on screen, but they're not anymore. I'm going to take a quick break. We come back. I got to pick this up on the other side with Reagan, babe, because, you know, what we've either got silence on the part of these uh, of people like Hillary Clinton and Gwyneth Paltrow and others who have benefited from this man. But guess who spoke out about it and blamed the victims? A high profile designer. We're going to talk to Megan Barth about that on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. 
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Before the break, I was talking about my theory that I think that uh, Hollywood as a force for, for politics is dead because they have officially crumbled under the weight of their hypocrisy and or Ivy Weinstein did a murder-suicide on them. Um, I don't know if my next guest is going to agree with me, but we know she's always got something very interesting and important and hot to say on every matter and it is none other than reagan babe megan barth hey welcome back to the show thank you andrea good to be back with you as always okay so um do you agree with me that this story is is far bigger than just one creeper sexual predator dude that was hidden because hollywood's been hiding you know all kinds of of stuff behind the scenes for many years about their top people whether they're actors or not i think that hollywood is officially dead as a force for for politics in this country do you agree what do you and and if not, what do you what do you think is the is the implications of the story? Well, I wouldn't say Hollywood is officially dead uh, because of the story because we've witnessed Hollywood for many many years uh, rising on their feet and giving uh, standing ovations to Roman Polanski, who raped a thirteen year old girl, uh, anally penetrating her while in a hot tub, uh, and they laud the pedophile. They clap for the pedophile. They honor him. And there's a reason why we've been talking about a casting couch for as long as I can remember, because there is such thing as a casting couch. Stereotypes exist for a reason. Uh, And sometimes rumors really have an ounce of truth. And now what we've seen is this rumor of the casting couch coming forward on the front page of the New York Times. And then what we also see is as Meryl Streep was jumping to her feet to applaud Roman Polanski, the pedophile rapist. Mm-hmm. We have Donna Karen, who is now defending a serial predator by the name of Harvey Weinstein, and not only defending him, but blaming women on yeah. uh, how they dress. Now, these are the feminists that keep uh, basically lecturing, like you and I, Andrea, because we're not feminists, I have more self-respect, uh, but these are the feminists who keep saying that you know conservative women really are the whores, and uh, they are the champions of women. But we have Donna Karen, a premier Hillary supporter, uh, and a premier Democrat, a global uh, icon in, in the fashion industry, who uses young women on her runways, mm-hmm. uh, scantily clad. And now she's telling us that uh, women are asking for it because of the way we dress. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, as, as always, the progressives are always taking us backwards under the under everything they say is the opposite. You know, they say they're progressive and what they're trying to do politically is take us backwards to failed ideology of communism. And now um, they're outed as the, the champions of the real war on women who tell women that if you're raped, it's your fault because of how you did your hair or some seductive side eye you gave or a short skirt. So what I, you know, I think that I think the American people are on to them just as much as they're on to the Democrats. And I don't I think that the box office receipts kind of prove that that Hollywood has really lost its um, its um, credibility on political issues. I wish the Republican Party 
would they should be all over this shouldn't they they should be all over you know tying hollywood because hollywood has long uh, ties uh to um to the democrat party in um their abuse of women as well as their attempts to cover it up from teddy kennedy and the kennedys with marilyn monroe and and beyond but as usual the republican party is not taking an opportunity to point out the facts about who's really uh taking care of women in this country and protecting women and their rights and who isn't well, I've seen Ronna McDaniels and other uh, uh, spokespeople for the GOP, uh, Kellyanne McConway, et cetera, coming and asking uh, for statements uh, from Hillary Clinton, asking for statements from others, asking for them to return the money. But you're absolutely right. We could literally flip this uh, and use a good communication strategy on how feminism of the left is completely failing women and degrading women. You had Hillary Clinton who not only uh, stood by her man, Bill, uh, as his sexual dalliances continued and abuse and and predatory behavior, and what she did when the Monica Lewinsky scandal uh, came to light, uh, as well as the other women who came forward around that time, uh, is she created a war room in Mm -hmm. our White House and used taxpayer dollars to publicly smear and defame all of Bill's victims and even refer to Monica Lewinsky as a lunatic and looney tunes and and really called sexual harassment and predatory behavior at that time some sort of right-wing conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Well, as you see absolute power, you will see absolute corruption. And that leads, uh, it, it lends itself to the political structure in this country. Uh, and also lends itself to the power in Hollywood. And one of the most powerful men in Hollywood, uh, the uh, uh, Weinstein, was taken down by his brother. The only reason we know there is outrage of this story is because we found out and started yes. talking about it. If it was up for, to Meryl Streep or Gwyneth Paltrow or any other A-list celebrity who has been in and around Harvey Weinstein, they knew what was going on. They heard the rumors. They could have come forward. They could have said something, and they chose to do nothing because his power benefited their careers. Exactly. And so there's so much hypocrisy exposed in that, not just from um, about women and women's rights and how they treat women, um, but about, you know, the corporations and and greed. You know, uh, there are reports that Matt Damon squelched the story years ago that that a gal was working on to... uh, to expose Harvey Weinstein. I don't remember the name of the reporter. And Rose McGowan came out yesterday and said he was a sick, you know, um, jerk, you know, who, you know, tried literally tried to silence anybody from coming forward for for profits, you know, and and that was Matt Damon. There was somebody else involved. And, and, um, you know, there there are now reports that Steven Soderbergh uh, is was that there was not just others that knew it and turned ahead, that there were other men, other very high profile men from producers and executives and directors directors who actually participated and there's more that's going to be coming out so the story definitely has legs and i just think that that it should um once and for all to me put the final coffin final nail in the coffin of hollywood being a voice for politics in this country Uh, coincidentally at the same time there was um a gay actor who did an interview with Aaron Klein? His name is um, Michael Lucas, and he's a, he's an actor who says that 
um, that uh, liberals are being largely silent amid increasing reports of gay people being persecuted in the Muslim world. Um, so he says that it's becoming very inconvenient for liberals because liberals are apologists for Islam. So, you know, I think from, from women's rights to gun control to their phony, you know, um, anti-Christian, we're more tolerant while they defend Islam. I just think it's crumbling for Hollywood. Yeah, and I think this is the pickle that the uh, Democrats, now that they've gotten so far left, they've basically turned their back on um, people of color, uh, meaning um, African-Americans, and have, have embraced Islam. Uh, and so Islam is going to give them a real challenge because uh, women's rights you know, are human rights, as Hillary Clinton you know, so profoundly said when she was in China. Well, there really aren't any rights in Muslim countries for women, and there certainly uh, aren't any rights for gays because they're being tossed off buildings. Right. I'm glad that at Saudi Arabia has allowed uh, women to drive finally, but I just wish they would stop the execution of gays. And so the gay actor actually has a very good point, and I don't know if you saw the interview with Corey Feldman, uh, and I can't recall who he was uh, interviewing with, one of the major networks. Uh, he said not only is sexual predatory behavior uh, between men and women rampant, but it's also uh, men and children. Mm-hmm. And he said that there's also a large, uh, there's a large problem with pedophilia in Hollywood. And we also know that there's a large problem with pedophilia in politics. And so I think this uh, unmasking uh, of Harvey Weinstein is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm as we continue to, to dig into the belly of the beast known as Hollywood. Well, it's funny you should mention the belly of the beast because he came out today, Red State is reporting that he says that um, that he, you know, he's, I've got a narcissistic personality disorder expert coming on the show in a couple of minutes. And I was thinking about her when I read the latest article uh, uh, from Red State that Harvey Weinstein says, none of this is his fault. This is all a result of a vast right-wing conspiracy. Who does that remind you of? The underbelly. Oh the underbelly of the uh, of the right wing is what's taken him down. Of course, of course. He must have gotten his talking points from the Clintons since Hillary Clinton hasn't spoken up. She's trying to figure out how to blame this on Republicans, and it looks like she's going to use Harvey the Predator in order to do her bidding and then follow his lead. Um, it, it's just amazing to me, the double standard and the hypocrisy, and we always, always talk about that. But um, this has been going on four years. Uh, it's now a right-wing conspiracy because we found out about yes, it. Yes, exactly. Yes. I've got a minute left with you, and in that time, and I know that you're up to the challenge, Megan, um, immigration is back in the news, um, and, and I think there's a lot of people sighing a little bit of relief that it sounds as though President Trump is actually going to um, not just give uh, DACA and uh, the Dreamers whatever they want without anything in return, and including border security. Uh, I want your thoughts on that, as well as what's what's gone down between him and Corker, which some people say is going to um, squelch tax reform. Um, DACA, I refer to Democrat activists and con artists. Uh, these are the Democrat <laughs> activists of the Democrat Party. Uh, we saw that when they got in the face of Nancy Pelosi. And for us to believe that one Democrat wants a wall or wants uh, reform in our immigration system, we're fools. Uh, because what they want and what they championed under their uh, uh, 
Hillary, under Hillary Clinton, their candidate, was open borders. Uh, this is a built-in base that they want in order to create dependency once these people come across the border or once these people are brought across the border as the DACA recipients uh, were. Uh, as far as Corker is concerned, I love that Donald Trump keeps calling out the frauds in the Republican Party like Corker. Uh, he, I believe, and I've heard, is under FBI investigation. That Ooh. might be one of the reasons he resigned. Mm. Um, tax reform actually might not be killed by Corker. It might be killed by Rand Paul. Uh, so we will see what happens. Uh, Rand Paul tends to be an absolutist. Uh, instead of a negotiator. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to tax reform, I really don't understand why Rand Paul would be a, a no vote. Uh, and the last point you wanted me to comment on was... I think that was it. It was immation well, and tax it? reform. Yeah, that was it, and you okay. nailed it. Where can people, where can people <laughs> um, read your articles and uh, see more of you? Uh, ReaganBabe.com is my website. Reagan as in Ronald, Babe as in Ruth, ReaganBabe.com. They can find me on Facebook at ReaganBabe and on Twitter at ReaganBabe. And I'm just about to hopefully get on a national story related to voter fraud in Nevada, and you can find that as my latest post. Oh, fantastic. Oh, but you know what? I wish we had more time because, you know, that you I would need you to convince me that fraud is actually real because I even heard last night on the news on a, you know, on Fox, somebody saying, oh, that myth has been dispelled. So I can't wait to, to hear your... Right. Uh, they always, yeah, the Democrats always say things have been dispelled or debunked before an investigation has even begun. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I have 10,000 envelopes. And uh, if you want to have me back on, I'd be more than happy to show you that I've uncovered a template of fraud in Nevada that could be duplicated in every single precinct in the country. Oh, yeah, I definitely want to have you back. Megan Barth, Reagan Babe, thanks for being here. All right, now we are going to shift gears because I've got a I've got a gal coming on a, after the break who is an expert in narcissistic personality disorder, which I believe is a scourge. It's every bit big an epidemic as the opioid epidemic here in this country, and I feel like and when I told uh, friends of mine that I've directed to her website and her blog that she was going to be on, they were like, "Oh my gosh, I cannot miss Savannah Gray." So you don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. 
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Um, I didn't have a chance to ask uh, my girl Megan Barth, who's from Vegas, about the updates on the shooter and, and the investigation there. What we do know is that the timeline has been changed. I don't know why it took us so long to get this information. It just raises more uh, questions about him. Evidently, he shot a security guard in the hallway before his shooting rampage began. And so um, there's still more, you know, hopefully we'll have some some conclusions coming forward. There's also a lot of questions about him and who he was and what motivated him. And many people are actually throwing around a word, uh, narcissism, about him. And that same word that they're using about Harvey Weinstein today, particularly since he sent a level a letter groveling to Hollywood and refusing to accept any accountability, any responsibility for uh, his actions against the women. Narcissistic personality disorder it seems to be a term that, that you know, so many people throw it around all the time. And, and I think it means more, at least I've become to learn that it means a lot more than just people who take too many selfies of themselves and look at themselves too, too um, many times in the mirror. It's actually a growing problem in this country. And they, they are the toxic evil who walk among us. And I came across a site called estimology.com about a year and a half ago, and it changed the life of so many people I know, and not just women who have struggled with narcissists in their lives and how to recover. And so joining me today, I'm so excited to have her here, is Savannah Gray. She is a narcissistic personality disorder expert. She is the creator of that blog site, estimology.com. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show, Savannah. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I could have done two whole shows with you, girl, on this issue of narcissistic personality disorder because it is such an epidemic in this country and probably the world, probably not just America and North America. Um, but there's so much that is um, left to learn about it, so many issues. And I was actually surprised to find out from a friend of mine, a doctor who, who when I announced that you were coming on the show, said that I think one of the, it might have been the AMA that actually removed the classification of narcissistic personality disorder um, from its um, book of, of medicine, if you will. Um, but it is a real disorder, is it not? It is. It is. They were thinking about removing it from uh, the DSM uh, in the, their latest uh, revision, but they, they kept it in there. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's not just a, you know, a, a simple um, adjective or, or description that, you know, people throw around. It's a very real personality disorder. Um, and in the same way that uh, a physical disease has symptoms, uh, disorders of mental health have patterns of behavior. Uh, so someone with narcissistic personality disorder, I can't even speak today, excuse me, <laughs> narcissistic personality disorder, um, they would um, have a sense of entitlement. They would lack empathy. Uh, they would have a sense of self 
importance. They require excessive admiration. They're attention-seeking. Um, they exploit others. Stop me when when it sounds like I'm describing uh, a few of the the more uh, known yeah. people in in the news uh, lately. It's dangerous because you have a group of people walking around who uh, have an impaired ability to feel empathy, and they're looking to take advantage of others and feel entitled to do so. Yeah, but and and. Um and it's also dangerous in the fact that it's not just celebrities. It's not just a current president. People use that word against President Trump. They did against Obama. They're doing it against Weinstein and these mass murders. But these are, it's become an epidemic among just average Americans as well. And when people hear about the the descriptions like you just talked about, it doesn't, it's still hard to do justice to exactly how insidious and um, harmful it is when you're in a relationship with someone, let's just make it easy, MPD, you're in a relationship with someone who has that disorder and what it does to you, whether it's a parent-child relationship, a spousal relationship, a friend relationship, or anything with a significant other, can you somehow get people to understand um, how insidious it is, why it's so toxic, because I know that you say it is so bad and it is so harmful that you must leave the relationship with these people and you must go no contact. Well, I think that most emotionally healthy people uh, will only put up with so much before they end their involvement. Uh, but like a sadist finds the masochist, narcissists find their targets too in relationships. Uh, the term generally given to partners of emotional manipulators is codependent. Mm-hmm. And you have the narcissist uh, that uses and takes, and you have a codependent who tries to please and overgives. Um, it's a dangerous scenario for the codependent because their self-esteem, which is already low to begin with, is being eroded by the narcissist in order for them to maintain control. Mm-hmm. Uh, the codependents don't leave because they've been conditioned to believe that no one else will want them mm-hmm. uh, and they aren't worthy of being loved. It uh, is a form of abuse that is emotional and mental and it is just as devastating as as a physical abuse and over time the effects are the same are they not to where the person on the receiving end um, feels so bad about themselves they 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 are so under the control of the um, narcissist um, much like a woman who is physically battered correct absolutely absolutely i think you know codependents uh, have been taught to adapt to dysfunctional behaviors and mistreatments so rather than leave they adapt. Um, they tend to lose their identity and their lives become all about their partner and their partner's problems. Um, you know, once they find the, the courage to get out uh, or they've been, you know, callously thrown away, um, it's imperative that they stay away from the abuser. We use the term no contact. Um, it's equivalent to an alcoholic refraining mm-hmm. from uh, ever drinking alcohol again. Um, the law of addiction tells us that any re-engagement with the addiction substance will cause automatic mm-hmm. re-addiction. So you must stay away or you run the risk of becoming enmeshed in the toxic relationship ever again, because there's two things going on. Um, I mean, there's a possibility of trauma bonds forming. You yeah. know, when you are used to mistreatment and you're in a relationship where someone is continuing to mistreat you, 
um, it feels normal, right? It feels like home. And anytime you share a trauma with someone, even if your partner is the one causing the trauma, a deep attachment forms, which is very difficult to sever. I can't tell you how many of my clients say, but, we, you know, we have such a, a strong connection, such a mm-hmm. deep connection. And it sounds so absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have a type of love addiction uh, when you have these high-intensity relationships where the person is coming and going. Um, the boomerang narcissist, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Every time they come back, the euphoria, the codependent is feeling is equivalent to a drug high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they disappear again, it's like a crash. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, it's a very re- real addiction that's forming, which is also very hard to get over. Well, I have to, I, like I said, I wish I had much more time with you. I just, what, what I want people to really understand is that um, it is a real disorder. It is incredibly, it is as, um, it inflicts as much abuse and pain on its victims as the men who come home and, and beat their wife because she overcooked the steak. The end result in terms of the effects of the abuse, and it goes both ways. There are women with this disorder as well. And it's important that if you typically there are signs early on in the relationship that can give somebody a a window to to run, whether they're codependent or not. Before I let you go, if you can give like just two or three signs that when you're dating somebody and you see these red flags, get out. The problem is with a narcissist in the beginning, they tend to uh, sort of do a study on you to see what you're interested in, right? And then they try to mirror that image back at you. It's only once they've sort of got some hooks into you Mm -hmm. that you realize, um, wow, this isn't what I signed up for. Um, You know, some of the big ones, obviously, is they're they're very attention-seeking, and that's the most obvious. So it's easy to spot someone who's always looking to be the center of attention, who's always talking uh, about themselves. So watch out for the it's all about me people. And there's a real callousness to their behavior. They don't regulate their own self-esteem, so they're always looking to others to fill themselves up. Mm-hmm. Um, a narcissist explained to me uh, that it feels like there's a, a monster inside of them that constantly needs to feed, and mm-hmm. they feed off of attention, admiration, love, affection, sex, money, resources. And I've and so noticed, fe- if, if I can, excuse me for interrupting, I, and I've noticed and learned from your blog that one of the techniques that they use, which is counterintuitive, is love bombing. You know, also beware of the the who you know within one date are you're the greatest thing that's ever happened and they're they puff you up and they put you on a pedestal they future fake uh, love bombing absolutely so they try to you know make you feel like you know wow there has never been a love Mm -hmm. like this before Mm -hmm. and so then suddenly they they pull you know the 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 rug from under you and you wondered what am i what have i done wrong yeah and if you're of the codependent type you start jumping through hoops trying to please them uh, only you never will. You never will. Uh, Savannah, thank you so much for being here. I, I'm, I'm going to have to have you back if, if you can in, in, indulge me and, and agree to come back on the show because I do feel like this is such an important area in, in relationship lives and in, in with the lives of, of Americans. And how can people um, read your blog? And, and you also do Skype interviews as people are, are struggling with a narcissist in their life. So please tell I people do. how yeah, they can. Yeah. My uh, website is 
esteemology.com, like self-esteem, esteemology.com. And you can find uh, the means to uh, contact me via Skype uh, on my website. All right. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for the work that you do. And people can also learn about how you became an expert and your story. And it's one of hope, actually, and recovery. There is life and recovery after these abusive relationships. You can get out and you can have an even better life on the other side. Thank you so much for being here, Savannah Gray. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Don't go anywhere, uh, Andrea K. Show listeners, because we, when we come back, not to put any pressure on my next guest, Rod Hatley, but is the most important piece of legislation this year that is coming out. Newt Gingrich said today, it must be done by Thanksgiving. It absolutely must be done in order for positive effects to happen rolling into the midterm elections in 2018. Of course, I'm talking about tax reform. And I've got Rod Hatley, who's going to be here with me to talk about it on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have y'all here with me. I'm loving that bumper music. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. That's not exactly Rod Hatley's. Too. What was what was your song that you liked? It was Probably the Beatles' Tax Man. The Beatles. I can never remember that. Maybe because the Beatles aren't really my jam Okay. as a kid, but you know. Can't play the copyrighted stuff for the Facebook Live. Oh, okay. That's, That's true. Right. That's but right. anyway, glad to have you here with me. Pleasure. And also glad to have someone that uh, works with you on a part-time basis and helps you in the office who's here joining us in the studio today. She waved. She did, I'm not sure she wants to say hi to anybody, um, but it's Monica who's here with you. Glad to have you guys here. Yeah, she's from USD and finishing up her senior year and then uh, wow. possibly law school, uh, maybe not immediately, but perhaps a year after she graduates, she wants to take a, take some time off, take a gap year, I think. Well, yeah, you know, take a, take a gap year, go bum around Europe, go have some fun, you know, right? <laughs> Wait, what? You don't think that you're laughing, no, no, Rod? No, I mean, I, if I had to do it over again, I probably would do have done the same thing, you know, because I mean, it, it's really hard to go straight from college and then go into the yeah. demanding, that pressure cooker they call law school. Yeah. And uh, so if I had to do it over 
over again, I would probably have taken a year off. Yeah. More than likely. Well, you know what? If that's the only regret, big regret of your oh, life, I Rod, I think I you, I think, I think he's done pretty well, right? <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, I had my past guest from estimology.com on because there's lots of people regretting some relationships they've uh, had in their life yep. Yep. with narcissists. And so, um, um, speaking of regret, people are starting to kind of, you know, regret continuing to reelect people in Congress that mm-hmm. are failing on their campaign promises. Of course. We are almost a year into uh, the Trump administration as well as a Republican-controlled Congress that mm-hmm. was they were specifically given a control for a couple of key issues. Some people say the most. Some people say the wall was the key issue. I say no. I say the reason why he, Trump won unexpectedly and broke down that blue wall of Democrat states was because, particularly states like Michigan, hardworking blue-collar states where people are working in manufacturing plants, is because mm-hmm. they they're coming off of years now, even going back to the Bush administration, years of stagnation, under three percent growth, high unemployment. Mm-hmm. Uh, jobs going, businesses going overseas. And here comes, you know, President Trump, an outsider, a businessman who says, look, you know, I know what it takes to jumpstart the economy. We're going to roll back regulations of which he's done a masterful job, but then we're also going to do tax reform mm-hmm. that is going to jumpstart the economy. In addition to being a family and a state law attorney, you're also a tax attorney. Yeah. And so I wanted, I had Al here last week. I wanted to do my Al Rod last yeah, week. I couldn't be available, unfortunately. But, well, that's okay. Um, Al did his best to talk family <laughs> law while you weren't here. Yeah. So he actually gave an example that I was kind of shocked by. Sure. And um, before we get into that, what we didn't talk about last week was really the impact on businesses. Here's mm-hmm. what we covered last week. Yeah. Um, so many people were, were really upset that the tax plan involved um, individuals no longer being allowed to take deductions for state and uh, taxes. Local, local taxes. And local taxes. Taxes they're yeah. paying, yeah. Um, that was a big one yeah. uh, last week. Um, we didn't talk at all about corporate taxes. Yeah, where are we at with this tax plan, and do you think it's good for businesses? I think it can be. I think it remains to be seen what's going to happen. Um, uh, very quickly, uh, the plan, as I understand it, there would be three tax brackets, a 12%, 25%, and a 35%, and I think the door would be left open for a fourth higher tax rate. What that would be, I don't know, but right okay. now the top tax rate is 39.6%, so uh, what it would be, I would have to be between that and 35%, so I don't know if they'll settle at a 37% rate. I don't know, but uh, that's the word that we're getting. And is this that, is for corporations? No, this is for individuals. For individuals, but okay. No, for corporate, uh, the corporate tax rate right now is 35%. Uh, the, I think the, the hope is that they will get it down to 20%, so that remains to be seen. Um, Which I think would be, um, it, we are already getting close to, to back up to, and I think we actually even had a couple of months of 3% growth. Um, I reported last week that manufacturing is at, at, at a high, in 13-year high in mm-hmm. terms of, of, so. but I think that's largely based on expectations at this point, yeah. um, not any real policy that's doing much to affect. All the rollback of regulations is helpful. The theory is, is that you cut back on taxes whether it forget the impact on the deficit because what will happen is corporations will reinvest they'll hire more people they'll do more r&d and we'll end up having more revenue on the other side well you know it it all makes sense um, in theory and Mm -hmm. how it actually plays out in 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 reality is you know we'll have to see but i mean I, i think it certainly makes a lot of sense theoretically that it would work that way um but you know so to come back to the conversation um you had wanted to know about the um, 
the uh, you know what how how would this impact businesses right and, and small or, and I guess probably for your listeners the small businesses out there right and so there is a twenty five percent top tax rate that has been proposed for owners of pass through uh, entities um, these are um, you know. Uh, as corporations, LLCs, and sole proprietorships, okay. which make up a lot of the, you mm-hmm. know, and those businesses are really the engine that drives this economy. Right. So if we could get a 25% tax rate for those folks, um, that I think would be a good thing. Well, but is it, excuse me for interrupting, is it a good thing though if we do, because this is one of the things that was confusing, it, it's all well and good if you lower the tax rate, but if you're then going to take away so many other deductions, are people, are businesses going to end up with it at a net increase in taxes? They could, and I think that's you know, and that's always the the sticky wicket here. You know, you have to try to you know balance this out. And as I understand it from the people that I've talked to, um, this tw- this twenty five percent top tax rate for business owners, um, the concern is you'd have to have what they call strict anti abuse rules because mm-hmm. you can see how people if they're if their individual tax rate if their top tax rate is thirty five percent you could see where they might try to game the system so they're paying you know ten percent less through their businesses. Right. So um, anyway, I think they're going to have to come up with uh, a way to, to deal with that. And, and one of the proposals is you would exclude taxpayers who are engaged in personal services uh, industries from qualifying for that 25% rate. Um, you could um, implement what's called a 70-30 wages to profits ratio so that um, you would tax 70% of income at the individual rate and 30% at the 25% tax uh, pass-through rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe there might be a phase-out of rates for uh, owners of high-income pass-through. So, you know, all of it seems to have value, you know, in the in the mm-hmm. abstract. Uh, how they actually bring this to, yeah. how they realize it is going to be hard, you know, hard for me to guess. And, yeah. and even if Al were here, I'm not certain he yeah. would know as uh, as bright as Al is. I just don't know. I don't think any of us really has, um, you know, we know for certain what's going to right. happen. But this is what's being talked about. And so, you know, it would be relief for the tax uh, payer business owners. Right. But, you know, it's how do you thread that needle. Right. And that remains to be seen. Right. Um, uh, One of the things we talked about with Al last week that I'm hoping you can clarify is that, yes, the tax plan involves removing the estate tax and Mm -hmm. everybody's like, yay. And then then Al was like, well, wait a second. First of all, the estate tax really only affects people when the estate worth five million or more. But now what they're doing is they're removing the estate tax, but they're also removing the step up in basis. So then it's a net effective of for the average person who's going to have to pay taxes on inheritance the example he used was somebody inherits a home that was paid for Mm -hmm. that cost a hundred thousand dollars when they bought it Mm -hmm. at the time dad dies it's worth a million now daughter inherits the home and she's got to pay tax on nine hundred thousand dollars so by removing the estate tax they've hurt the average american yeah well you know and that's 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 um I always think it's kind I mean, for those who are, are impacted by the estate tax, I certainly think it makes a lot of sense to not have to pay the estate tax or to minimize it. Very, very and, and that's what I do with a lot of my advanced planning for clients who have that as a concern. Um, but the word I'm getting, and, and I think Al made a, a really good example there. I think the word I'm getting is that uh, the odds for repeal are good, but they're far from certain. Okay. And uh, it'll probably get pushed back from Democrats. 
And uh, if the, but the word I'm getting is that if the estate tax is axed, they, yeah. they get rid of it, the asset basis step up that we just talked about for heirs would be retained. So that's okay. a good thing. Because, that's a good thing. Okay. Yeah, so I, I it, wanted to clarify that because I had some people kind of hysterical last week when we had, well, when we talked yeah, about that on the show. Well, and in fact, that's the way it used to be years ago. Uh, in 2010, we didn't have an estate tax, but we okay. had. But uh, instead of a step up in basis when somebody died, you got what was called a carryover basis. So whatever they had paid for it, like Al's example, the hundred thousand yeah. dollar home, when it was inherited by the beneficiary then they got it at a $100,000 basis instead of the million-dollar fair market value. So they're having to pay the capital gains tax on that $900,000 difference. How do you advise people when they don't know? I'm sitting here right now. I know so many people that yeah. in, in, in the in the average home in San Diego is $600,000. Oh, sure. Easily. So there are many homes worth a million dollars. There are many people that, that could be impacted if that if the, if the worst-case scenario comes through. How do you advise your clients if they don't know which plan we're going to end up getting? And, and, and really, nobody knows until it happens. Here's, here's the best answer I can give anybody. We plan for the law as we know it right now, but we build enough flexibility into that plan so that whatever happens, we can adjust and we can be nimble about it and, you know, trim our sails depending on what kind of seas that we're in. Okay. So, you know, you build in as much flexibility to the planning. I mean, get a plan, put it in place. It may not be the perfect plan, but it ought to work. And then, of course, you build in enough flexibility so that regardless of what the tax law changes are, and we know that will be something that's going to change, uh, we can we can adapt to that and we can react to it. Um, you know, and, and, and be able to, you know, uh, bob and weave as we need to. And you can do that whether we're involving people's estate and personal property as well as like, because one, one of the questions that's an ongoing, has been an ongoing question for you is how estate planning and family planning can, uh, and tax planning can protect a business owner's personal property as well. So I see it as all, you know, kind of intertwined. Yeah. And, and it, then it, it gets, but then it gets even more complicated when you don't even know what the laws are going to be next year. Well, again, I come back to, we plan for the laws as we know them now. We build in as much flexibility. So what, whatever the changes make, whatever changes may come, we can adapt at that time. So how quickly can you adapt though? If you're, if we're dealing with trust and you certainly wouldn't want a, an irrevocable one then, well, right? Well, if you even if you had an irrevocable trust, you know, we, uh, I can provide what's called a trust protector and okay. the trust protector is somebody who's kind of waiting in the wings and then they can step out on the stage if they need to, to, uh, update the plan because, you know, truly there's nothing it's, uh, absolutely irrevocable, at least in, 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 in when it comes to uh, estate planning and uh, irrevocable trust, we can always update them. But okay. you have to have the right provisions in the document to allow you to do that. Because sometimes trusts are truly irrevocable. There's no way to bust it. There's no way to change it. I mean, mm -hmm. it is written in stone. Uh, but for the trust that I do for my clients, I provide what's called a trust protector. And that's somebody who can, you know, uh, because uh, change circumstances can uh, say we're going to change the trust or we're going to, there's a term you may, for those of you who enjoy wine, you may have decanted wine at one time, poured mm -hmm. it out of the bottle it came in, put it into a decanter. And you can sometimes do that with a living, with a, with an irrevocable trust. You can take the trust corpus, decant it, take it out of that trust and put it into a new trust, a new oh, irrevocable. Okay. So these things, okay. we have lots of flexibility. It just depends so on what's all it. isn't lost if oh, no. somebody's nece oh, necessarily, no. if they've got an ear. Oh yeah. I mean, it, okay. but again, it, it's sitting down with your attorney okay. and your advisors and just being, uh, you know, have a 
a team in place, mm-hmm. uh, a good estate planning attorney, a good tax and accounting professional, a good insurance advisor, a good financial advisor, all these people working together on behalf of the client, that's where you get the real value. And, and I just, uh, I, I stress to people, please don't do this in a vacuum. Just don't work with one person or the other. Right. You need a team. I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, Rod, for being here. Sure. And bringing Monica with you, my team of the day, yeah. <laughs> by the way. How can people get a hold of you? Um, very easy. Um, phone number is area code 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. Or you can always send me an email to rod at hatleylawgroup.com, rod at hatley, H-A-T-L-E-Y, lawgroup.com. All right. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Now, Andrew Kisha listeners, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. And when we come back, we've got our Hero of the Week Awards. Don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. You know, before the break, we were talking to my man, Rod Hatley, about tax reform. GOP needs to get it together from, you know, President Trump has also said, you know, he's got a pen and a phone, too. And so much of what was done with Obamacare uh, involved uh, executive orders, like the birth control thing that Trump kind of rolled back. Let me tell you women out there, don't be yammering at me on Twitter or on Facebook or anyone else that somebody should be, you know, the evil Republicans who don't want to pay for your birth control. You know what? I paid for every feminine item I ever needed in my entire life. I am not responsible to pay for your birth control any more than I am responsible to pay for your mascara, your lip gloss, your toothpaste, your sinus medication, or anything else that you use in your life, okay? But there is, I did want to say, before I get to my hero of the week and stink of the week, the GOP better get it together because there is a new Trump, uh, pro-Trump supporter uh, super PAC uh, led by um, some well-known dudes that are going after, they're doing, they're working with Steve Bannon and they are going after every 
uh, rhino, every anti-Trump GOP. They are raising money feverishly, and they are going to challenge them. Um, this group is I, Jeff Jaseya. I can never say his name. I can never say Mike Chernovich's name either, or Jack Posobiec. But you got you guys know who they are. Uh, they're well-known dudes, and they are coming after the rhinos. All right, it is time for the Andrea K Show. Now that Hollywood is dead, everybody's going to be tuning into my award show here. Um, Hero of the Week. I mean, I put it out there to Facebook. Most people said it was Mike Pence, who went to the Indianapolis Colts game and left the game after standing for the anthem. And you know what? Hat tip to Mike Pence because he is a hero to me because he stood not just for the anthem, not just for our flag. He stood for the military that have fought and died for this country. He stood for the Americans like us that don't have that powerful voice and that powerful, the the soapbox, the bully pulpit that a vice president has. Um, he stood for those of us who can't stand for ourselves. And he stood up against, by standing, it was so monumental. It so took the all the wind out and all the oxygen out of their dopey, ridiculous, phony, false outrage movement that Stephen A. Stephen A. came out and said, you know what? Trump won this one. He won this round. And I don't think Trump would have won this round had it not been for Mike Pence standing there with his wife at the anthem and then leaving. So he is my hero of the week. My stink of the week has got to go to the hypocrites in Hollywood. The hypocrites like uh, Ashley Judd, who might have been a victim, but you know what? She stayed stayed silent against Harvey Weinstein and put on a pink hat and railed against us Trump supporters for voting for Trump while she kept quiet for 20 years. It's the people who kept quiet, uh, like Lauren Michaels, who refused to do a Saturday Night Live skit Saturday night because, hey, it's a New York thing. Well, you know what? Trump's from New York. We ain't buying it. It's a hypocrite thing. It's an anti-woman thing, okay? Uh, my stink of the week is the stench coming out of Hollywood from those who have stayed silent as well as those who, who enabled through their silence a man to sexually prey on women. More stories are coming forward that it was not just, hey, will you give me a massage? It was full-on rape from this man. The stench of Hollywood is, is reeking, and I think... It's the stench of death. They are in the death rows, at least as a political voice. Hey, thanks for being with me. Thanks to my amazing guests. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Follow me on Twitter. Love you all. Thanks, everybody, for watching the Facebook Live broadcast. Don't forget to share that. And tune in every Tuesday night here at AM 1170, 6 p.m. Have a great week, everybody. Love you all. Watch me explode.